0: Scandalous.
1: Hello and welcome to Friends I'd Like to Drink With. This is your co-host Chloe.
0: And this is your co-host Julia. And I am so hungover right now. I want to cry. And I Julia. want <laughs> I just like <laughs> I do feel a tear forming right now. <laughs>
1: Julia went to a house party last night.
0: (laughs) stop. No, I did not go to a house party. It stopped spreading rumors.
1: A house fun celebration. I'm dying to go to a house party. Um, Dude,
0: I just want to say it wasn't a house party. You know, we are in the (laughs) pandemic. It wasn't crazy. But yeah, I'm like feeling super tired. I got like maybe three hours of sleep, working all day, watching The
1: Bachelor while I work. Bottoms up. Yeah. Oh my oh God. My so God. Julia's having a day. So let's all have <laughs> three seconds of silence for her. Give her some some hope. Okay, let's do it.
0: Okay, I think that was. Julia, three seconds. do you feel better? I feel honestly so much better. It's like those three <laughs> seconds were just like three beautiful balls of energy that just like went straight from my root chakra. Up to my crown, and you know what? I'm ready to party. I'm just kidding.
1: Party right. again, Julia. Where are the shots? At?
0: Oh God, no, dude. Do, do you want to know what I was drinking? Oh, I didn't even tell yes, you yesterday. Tell me, tell me. This is why I feel so sick. Is like when I'm drinking. I usually usually I drink like vodka, tequila, right? Yeah. I was like taking shots
1: of whiskey. <laughs> <gasps> no. Once you do whiskey shots, it's all downhill from there. You just get so fucked up.
0: Disgusting. Like, in it was like a weird drunk where I was just like, did not feel like I was drunk, but I was definitely drunk. And I was like, let's keep taking shots. Like I was making everyone take shots and...
1: Oh God, I am feeling sick again. If it makes you feel better, Julia, I got really drunk over a week ago and I was really hungover and I thought my life was going to end. So I totally sympathize with you. It's the worst feeling ever. You just don't feel like yourself. And then when you just have way too much, it's just like Yeah, it's like
0: honestly being hungover, it's yeah, like your entire it's like you got, got into a different body. And yeah. Like, Your digestive system is like all fucked up and like you're just tired and like you can only eat certain things and lay on your stomach a certain way and wear certain clothes or you'll get
1: too hot. Oh, yeah. Your heat just, oh my gosh, I feel like it jumps back and forth. I have goosebumps, but then I'm like sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because your body, I feel like it's like it's poisoned. And then you act like a whole nother person while you're drunk. You're like thinking the next day, like, well, like what? (laughs) <laughs> why oh like why God. but Jeez, it's all it's about alcohol, understanding i
0: guess alcohol literally is poison though like you're literally poisoning your yeah. body and we're hu- hung over because like we don't have enough like water like we have like toxic stuff in our bodies like that's insane
1: and so like bodies pushing it out like it doesn't want it and then however you're gonna feel so much better when you wake up tomorrow morning even if you're still tired not being hungover it makes me more grateful when I'm not Mm -hmm. hungover and I'm just like well at least I'm not hungover today because I feel like it means I'm a whole nother person like a whole nother being
0: what's that saying like um What's that saying? It's like a Joni Mitchell song and it's like um big yellow taxi and it's like basically like you don't appreciate things until they're gone. Like that's how I feel. Like I don't appreciate my like sober, non-hungover self until it's gone.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but it's like getting through
0: that. (laughs) Dude, fuck drinking. I yeah, god, I need to you'll never drink again. Never, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Welcome to Friends I'd Like to Drink With. I'm drinking No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, shots.
0: I know, you, probably. You sent me,
1: like, a – what is that? Snapchat of, like, you taking shots of whiskey again?
0: <laughs> Ew, no, not of whiskey. Maybe, like, a glass of red wine. We'll ease into it. But, so, yeah, this is, episode is going to be a little bit different because I wasn't able to watch the finale yesterday. So I watched it today during work. So Chloe and I take like very extensive notes so we can recap the episodes. I wasn't able to. So Chloe's going to have to take the lead. I'm going to, you know, I got foggy brain. So I'm going to, I'm going to try my hardest.
1: Oh God, guys. I'm just going to die. <laughs> um, you know, be nice. I'm going to try my best, but Julia, you still kind of watched it. So you could still jump no, in here and there.
0: I watched it. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't worry, guys.
1: It's not just going to yeah. be me.
0: <laughs> no, no. I watched it. Like I'll be commentary, but like um it's a lot of work for chloe so we gotta like give her props um but chloe what are you drinking tonight thank
1: you i am drinking a bud light seltzer we went to (laughs) (laughs) um we went to a friend's birthday in the park and we got some and then no one really drank them so then now we have some left and it's peach lemonade flavor
0: (laughs) are they good
1: (gasps) it tastes like does it, dude the grams of sugar is probably crazy oh less than one gram I feel like then there's like oh. another chemical that's just like yeah maybe worse for you in there but however it does that's say nice. it's naturally flavored it is so delicious I'm not gonna lie Ooh. peach and then lemonade and then it being bubbly it's really delicious
0: is it like
1: a, a white claw yes but bud light version But yeah, naturally flavored. White Claws, are you naturally flavored?
0: (laughs) Dude, definitely not. Definitely chemically (gasps) flavored. But dude, I just found out that seltzers, like White Claws and like the the one you're drinking, I thought it was like a vodka-based drink
1: yeah I don't even know what it is it's <laughs> not it's, it's, it's like not a weird thing right yeah, yeah it's
0: insane is it's like what are we what are you even drinking is it like fermented su- sparkling water like <laughs> does it I, have alcohol in
1: it you know malted rice gum oh, uh yeah. not good sodium citrate colored with fruit and vegetable juice colored that's very Ooh. interesting well maybe
0: the fruit and vegetable juice is like natural though
1: I hope so. Let's hope so. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever it is, what it is, it tastes so good. Naturally flavored with other natural flavors. That's kind of sketchy. Very sketch.
0: As my Um, little brother would say, that's pretty sus.
1: That's pretty, oh my gosh. Among (laughs) Us, everyone, if any of our fans want to play with us, we should set up a game and we could send everyone a code and everyone could join. We could have a little murder time. We also, one thing, Julia, is for my birthday I'm doing a murder mystery party and it's going to be so fun and I wish you were in New York I want to like rent out like an apartment in the city that like overlooks Mm -hmm. like and then everyone gets so dressed up and then it's like a murder mystery party but I'm doing it at the end of April
0: not on my birthday That sounds like so much fun. I've like wanted to go to a murder mystery party for like my entire life. That's so fun.
1: Watch me not even do it, but I like to look (laughs) forward to it. I'm just, I was like, fuck it. Like I've always wanted a really fun birthday and I feel like, yeah, I won't be in San Diego. I'm on my own to make it just the best, you know? So I think I'm, I was like murder mystery.
0: That's like going to be so much fun and like dressing up and like you should like have Martinis. yeah, like martinis and like hors d'oeuvres mm-hmm. and like, cause mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a little bit older and like adultish and fun.
1: It's gonna be so fun, and we're gonna all go out to dinner afterwards. At like Aww. maybe rosemarys? No, not again. Aww. But Jimmy, Jimmy is also shout out, Jimmy. I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but he's coming back to New York at the end of the month, and then my other friend is. It's just gonna be so much fun, and I wish you were here. Dude, that sounds amazing. (laughs) I wish I was there too.
0: But anyways, what? We
1: should catch everyone up on the Peter situation. This is some Bachelor news if, you know, people need to know about this.
0: What, what the Kelly stuff or the fact that he went to, like, a girl's (laughs) apartment in New York?
1: Yes, yes. It's so entertaining.
0: Okay, so basically, Peter, like i don't know i was listening to the podcast game of roses and someone said that there's like all these videos circulating of peter last week um because he's in new york now like going home with like a girl to like her apartment but like all her friends were there and they're all like taking videos of him and um yeah i don't know it was like super fucking weird and like i don't know pilot p maybe you should take girls back to like your apartment and not go to theirs (laughs) For a little privacy, or like make them send, send uh, make them sign it and DNA maybe. Yeah, but he probably NDA. wanted. He, oh, <laughs> what did I say? ND. Oh my god.
1: Oh, god. <laughs> it's funny. Julie is also hungover, so everyone needs to cut her some slack.
0: Yeah, super hungover. Um, but yeah, I feel like he was doing it for attention. Like he likes people taking videos of him.
1: Oh, he's like totally loving it. I just hope that. That means I'm going to have a greater chance to running into Peter in New York. I just would love just to get a sense of who he is. I just want a conversation.
0: You could totally like (laughs) hang out with him. He would totally go back to your apartment. 100%. Easy peasy. Signed, sealed, delivered.
1: I would love to have him in my apartment. I think him and Greg would totally get along. And then my other (laughs) lady loves like The Bachelor. So I think she would also enjoy that. And then I would obviously have some fun time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dude. You have to do it for the podcast. Like, that would be an epic, like, story.
1: Oh my gosh. Do it for the pod. I actually really was actually like him, though. I don't want him to be scared of me.
0: No, he wouldn't be scared. He's honestly, like, so, like, in La La Land. Like, he (laughs) has no awareness.
1: He's literally up in the clouds. (laughs) He really
0: is. (laughs) Up in the clouds, like, flying.
1: yeah oh he has God. no sense of reality but you know what though he looks really happy right now so I think everyone should just let him live like I think this is like his dream yeah so, for sure I think he loves being famous so yeah he does he does
0: <laughs> um sweet Nums does his whole family loves it who's sweet Nums? that's his mom that's oh. her Instagram handle is sweet Nums. <laughs>
1: Wait, what's his mom's name again? Oh my god. Oh my god, my mother in law's name. Barb, right? <laughs> Barb. She is so funny. I feel like her and I would get along really well.
0: Dude, that, like, <laughs> you know what's crazy is, like, that after the final Rose Pilot Pete season was so epic because they had that Barb camera on her. So, so like, epic. we saw her face and, like, her fight with Maddie. Like, that was insane. But then, obviously. <gasps> I this after the him. final rolls, Rose was like insane.
1: Oh my gosh, I know. So emotionally. I, I just I feel really bad for Matt. <laughs> What's our drinking word? Our drinking word is Matt because we really love you and we support you and he's going through a lot right now, so all we can do is show him unconditional support and love. But yeah, every time we say Matt, have a sip of your glass of wine. I don't know. Hit that bong. (laughs) Uh, Whatever you choose, drink that tea. (laughs) Yeah, I'll drink my water. And I will be drinking my Bud Light seltzer. But yeah, so we are on our finale. We have our final two. We have Rachel and we have Michelle. They both have very strong connections with Matt. And we're all a little excited to see what's about to happen. A Mm -hmm. little surprising, so juicy, so entertaining. I See, yes. I love this episode. Should we just get into it? It's snowy and nemacolin. Okay, I, so
0: <laughs> so snowy. Did the snow just come or like did I miss that the entire season?
1: They haven't had snow yet. It's like a magical, it's trying to make it a little bit more dramatic and yes. more lifetimey.
0: I realized this episode like damn it looks so cold like it's snowing so much like even at the end with Rachel in her dress I'm like oh my god you must be freezing right now. She
1: was very cold why aren't they somewhere tropical I just don't understand why they would choose somewhere cold to fall in love (laughs) you know like that's just kind of sad but um but yeah okay so let's just get into this um, <laughs> Matt says that Michelle is totally wife material. She checks off all of the boxes and then he just slams into being like, Rachel, you know, I'm obviously very attracted to her <laughs> and then saying that, you know, she pushes him to feel emotions. But yeah, again, a lot of this time, this show is kind of lustful. I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, if some couples were to sleep together and then afterwards it, you know, maybe, I don't know. The love would fade.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it's like they're taping in the span of six weeks. So it's like really only about, you know, that initial attraction. If you have like a slow burning relationship, it would
1: never work. No. And every relationship is so different. Like some need a lot of work at first and then some more work later. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just it's very interesting. But okay, so we see Matt's mom and then we also see his brother John He's drinking white wine. He's just, you know, the griller. He's, yeah, he's so cute. Um, He's so cute.
0: Do you think He's he's single?
1: I don't know. Maybe he was asking some very precise questions. They were like Mm -hmm. very direct. I actually he was taking it really seriously. I think he just you know, it's kind of a fun process to get into. And he was 100 percent on board and wants Matt to be happy. And yeah, this is a really unusual situation, but he just made the best of it.
0: Yeah. Love John. We love John. We do.
1: But yeah, so Matt was like, I have a lot writing on these conversations. Like, this is going to be meaningful. So, we're already getting a little foreshadowing of, you know, this conversation may or may not have went the best, maybe later on, cause some spiraling. But yeah, Matt looks really happy. He says that, you know, he's usually closed off with these kind of relationships, but now he came here to find a wife and like find an engagement. And he's really serious about this. Again, the brother's on board and <laughs> the brother goes, he's like, are you confident in the decisions that you've made so far? And he asks that to Matt. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's like, I think so. But again, yeah, yeah it- what if you like really did send home the wrong person? And then you're just trying to fight find your soulmates and neither one are, are it.
0: I know, dude. You know, that serious. is like so stressful. Because I feel like for every lead, it gets so stressful at like the bottom two three because I feel like the leads and well we know this from like Nick Viall said this like most leads know who the top like three are gonna be after the first night or like the first week so but then once you get to that top two or three I feel like that's when it gets super stressful like who can I actually like long-term
1: have a relationship with And I feel like your tunnel vision to those three. So again, then you're asking questions like, oh, what if I gave this person a chance? Yeah, I feel like it could just make you go totally crazy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the mom does know that she's really happy to see him. So happy and expressive. So again, this isn't normal for him to be talking about his feelings. So I think Matt's grown a lot during this process. And I think he's really changed into such a beautiful, vulnerable, open heart. Like I really have so much respect for this guy. Matt, yes, take a sip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I thought like, I mean, obviously this, okay, so this episode, then obviously after the final rose, there was so much raw emotion and feelings, yeah. and I did feel like starting from last episode with his, the conversation with his dad, and then these two episodes we've really seen this like open and vulnerable side. And I'm just curious to know if it has been like this the whole season and they just started showing it or like what? Cause I feel like we learned so much more about him
1: past two weeks and we have the past eight weeks how much more in love are you with matt because you've loved him for years already (laughs) now he's like this
0: evolved being i just feel like so bad for him and we'll get into it but i i my heart is just like really goes out to him like i just i hope he's okay and i hope he has the support that he needs with him now
1: definitely Definitely. I second that. Love you, Matt. And then, okay. So going on, Michelle, she comes in looking so stunning, so wintry, so (laughs) great. And you know, she walks in so gracefully. I think that she has this, I've been noticing Michelle. She's so smart. Like she's like constantly aware of everything that's going on, but she's also really good with her charming abilities. Mm -hmm. And I totally Mm -hmm. see it. She's just perfect. She says exactly the right thing. She really just slides herself into situations and she does it so beautifully. So yeah, really like you.
0: Totally agree. Like, I noticed that actually this episode too because she was just, she had so much ease in her presence, meeting his family. And like, not to compare her and Rachel, but like, she's so much more mature and yeah, Yeah. charming. And it's just very easy and relaxed. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, it's really special.
1: She's like, definitely like a very evolved person. And just, I mean, she really is such warmth on a cool day. Like she could just put a smile on anyone's face. I love her. But yeah, so you know, she introduces herself. She's an elementary school teacher. And she also says, you know, it was hard for me to put on hold. But she said that Matt's a world changer. And that's what really drove her to be on the show. And she wants to change the world with him. So yeah, she's on to big things, big things. We love her. John then pulls her aside. And I love him. He's like, It's all about the vibe. Like it's about the vibe. I get it. Like it is about the energy. Like when you meet someone, all the talk, whatever. But if you don't like feel that connection, it's really hard. Well, it's really hard to even initially talk to someone. You know. So you got to feel the vibe. So I love it, John.
0: But yeah. yeah,
1: So he he goes right in. He's like, "What qualities my brother do you see in a long term relationship?" And she says it's trust, and that she can trust him. And he's pretty impressed with her answer. John told her that Matt's been sheltered with relationships in the past, and he never really talks about it, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like his mom and brother kept repeatedly saying, like, this is the first time they've seen Matt like be this vulnerable and talk about his emotions and feelings like that. And
1: yeah, it was super interesting
0: to watch.
1: I mean, I think they even noted that Matt hasn't brought a a girl home since high school or something like that.
0: I, I get that though because I yeah. feel like it's like weird when like you're in your like 20s and yeah, especially if you don't live at home like you're only bringing someone home if you're like seriously dating them you know oh what I
1: I would like not want to bring a guy back home to my
0: parents oh my god I' That's just like so would,
1: stressful
0: <laughs> I would love to watch like you bring someone home to your family like that would be hilarious like your oh. dad would just like be so funny and I feel like RJ would like try to be like The cool older brother and then Courtney would like run up in her room and be too shy (laughs) to say hi
1: (laughs) yes and then my mom however though my mom she comes off as a really social person if you know her but when she's around people that she Mm. doesn't know she gets like really nervous so I've been thinking about that I'm like oh so if I bring a guy home like I don't think they would at first see the funny like Debbie that we know so I oh, feel yeah. like it would be kind of – it would just be, like, quiet and me just talking <laughs> so much.
0: Yeah, no, I And then totally getting so drunk.
1: See- okay, but, yeah, Julia, I would love to see – I don't know, your dad grilling someone. Like, I feel like it would be so scary. Oh,
0: my dad would not, like, grill anyone. I think he'd, like, <laughs> be nice, but then, like, if, if he, like, caught something – he would like <laughs> talk shit about them after, like not to their face, and like I could see him like he gets this face like when he's like talking about someone. I like I get that yeah. face too, you know, when yeah. you, your gossip face, <laughs> your gossip face.
1: Oh, I'm like doing your dad's gossip face. Like I don't yeah. know. Like I just feel like. <laughs> It's so spot on. It's so funny, and I feel like he could be so passive, but like in the best way. Oh,
0: so he's, passive, and I could like see his him dad, like
1: so funny doing like
0: this smirk and then like <laughs> laughing like at the person.
1: How many times have he has he laughed at us? Like, I'm really
0: oh my god, <laughs> dude, he's him like he thinks Caroline and I are like the dumbest people in the entire world. It's insane.
1: Oh my god, really? <laughs>
0: Yeah, because like also like her dad, um Caroline and I are also fucking really stupid, too. Like he like laughs at us as well. I don't know if this is like a dad thing, like making fun of your kids <laughs> and their friends. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Well, they just think you're funny. You're entertainment. Cause they're like, Oh, I remember when I was in my early twenties, you know, life is, we are living in our prime time gratitude, honestly, <laughs> like, come on. Like this is gratitude. when you can do whatever we want. Once you have kids, your life is over. And I've already True. accepted that. And I don't, know if, I don't know if I want kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So John and Michelle talk, mom and Michelle talk, and it is so beautiful. They sit down and in- on the couch and Michelle's already an open heart. She's like staring into the mom's soul. So making her so comfortable, like she is so warm and open and yeah. But yeah, she says that it was beautiful and Matt met her family and- Her mom even choked up when she saw her and Matt together and asked her if he was the one. And Michelle says yes. And she looks Matt's mom in the eye, just kind of wanting her to know how much Matt means to her. But yeah, Matt's mom is so sweet. She says that Matt has always been drawn to cohesive and big families. And she feels guilty because she couldn't give that to him. Michelle does say that it's not seen as a disadvantage and that it makes Matt a better person because now he's more grateful for what he has and other things. And that made the mom feel a lot better. And Michelle said, you know, you're about to make me cry. (laughs) Michelle is not crying. (laughs) No, but I think she's just being sweet. She's being really sweet. And I think they have a really good connection.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, he should have fucking picked her. I mean, I know he's like in love with Rachel, but like, damn, how do you not pick that fucking amazing person
1: I feel like love just fogs all judgment and senses it
0: does like literally okay I'm sorry like jumping ahead like watching this episode I was like sobbing the entire after the final rose and I literally was like oh my god heartbreak is like the worst feeling in the entire fucking world
1: it's the worst there's honestly nothing worse I'd rather nothing for months (laughs) than
0: have literally oh my god everything Oh, seeing that pain like both Rachel and Matt like oh it's terrible
1: no they're definitely really in love but yeah so however Matt goes back and you hear a voiceover that he says that hopefully he could get to the point where he can get engaged but before this he's been totally confident and totally you know letting everyone know that his wife is in the room and she's here and being just completely owning that but yeah so they kiss outside and it ends like it's a very short meet and greet kind of situation, but he's a little confused that she hasn't been swooped up. He's like, she is wife material. She's everything. And then of course she has to do the cutest thing and start a snowball fight. I mean, how more perfect can you get? But then we get into Rachel. So I have to say one thing there for me, I feel like, so when it was Rachel, Michelle, And Brie, it was very noticeable that Brie was obviously the outsider in the connections. But then now I see Michelle and Rachel. And then there's a totally different Matt around Rachel. So now I'm like, okay, Mm. obviously it's going to be her because he does act. I don't know. To me, there is like a next step. And I think they have this insane connection. I think it's just like the connection. I don't know what it is. It's definitely an energy thing. But he hugs her right when she gets out of the car. And She meets Matt's mom, Patty, and she says that Matt has gotten her to wear her emotions on her sleeves and that, you know, they're very honest with each other and truthful and they're always checking in on how they feel because they think that's important. And I don't know, they just have this like weird magnetic energy. I don't know if you feel that too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of noticed like a couple weeks ago his just like his smile is so big when she comes and like, yeah. yeah, it's it's different the way he looks at her. Like, yeah, it's that's what I mean is like, I do think they're like deeply, deeply in love, honestly. And yeah. I do put everything aside that has happened. I I'm just sad for that relationship because yeah. also I know we're jumping ahead, but it's just sad because he's never fallen in love. And I do think he fell in love with her. And then for everything yeah. to happen like this, He's probably, like, has his walls up, like, so much
1: now. Well, maybe, Julia, maybe you can knock them down a little bit. (laughs) Oh, I would love to. He's he's just a beautiful person. But, yeah, so then even John, while this is all happening, like, talks about how this is a new side to his brother – you know, drinking his white wine. <laughs> Dude, I totally John... see him like, I'm going to get drunk off white wine. Yes,
0: John is, we need to call him, like, Vibe King. John is Vibe, vibe King
1: now. I know. Oh, my vibe God. Vibe King. I'll be
0: Vibe Queen.
1: Yes, I will be Vibe King and Queen. A- a king you can queen. Be, I don't know. You can queen. be Vibe Jester. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm <laughs> Jester. my God, it's too real. I am five jester. I just, I don't know. Okay. I'm taking on this role. It feels very silly, but, but yeah. So then John and John and Rachel sit down and talk and John asks her how many relationships she's been in. And she says she had one in high school, one in college, But she hasn't experienced true love like this. Like, she's loved people. But it's not, like, anything she feels with Matt. And she says that every time she sees Matt, she, like, kind of chokes up and she gets butterflies. Yeah, I mean, she is just 100%. Like, 100% Matt is my person. And I kind of like that she embodies this confidence. Like, she just knows it.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, at parts I was watching and I was like, girl, you need to fucking chill, chill, chillax my like friend, well, we're not really friends. I don't really like you, but like you need to chill because it's becoming a like a little much. She is a Libra, so it's just like you know, Libras it's in relationships <laughs> are yeah, it is creepy. Like it's like, dude, it's like, I'm like chill, but
1: like I'm shaking with love. <laughs> it's
0: like, like obsession. Okay. It's like borderline yeah. obsession, and it's like, bro, yeah. like you gotta calm down a little bit but But, yeah she's confident
1: Julia imagine you just know your person you knew he was your person since the moment you locked eyes and he loves you too like I would be on the I'd be like her too though I would just like you know I think no no but yeah she a little crazy for sure but yeah. And then the mom and Rachel talk and they sit down. And again, Rachel, she says that she knew it from the first night and that when Matt went into prayer on the first night, she f- truly felt in her soul that she was meant to be with Matt and that they were put together for a reason. And then the mom's like, I get it. Cause I think she's also religious and likes prayer, yeah. and yeah. is crying. And she says, you know, that means a lot to her. And I, like, I do get it. Like Our faith and our spirituality is like, you know, it means a lot and it holds a lot on our heart. So it's like when someone has that same thing, they're just like connecting over that. But again, total bachelor talking about Christianity. I mean, oh my, oh my God. And then Matt. Yeah after this date, I do have, so Rachel leaves, he is like on cloud nine and he says that he's ready for a marriage and engagement, but he didn't yeah. say that with Michelle. It was more so like, he doesn't know if he'll get there. So we already see a huge difference. We get, and then we get into this little family shing you know, John's still drinking his white wine, <laughs> no more girls are left. And <laughs> I think they're a beautiful family. And the mom says that, Patty, she says that she loves both of them and matt says you know the next few days he's going to be in prayer that's what i have noted (laughs) because that's but i guess so prayer for matt means like clarity and he feels grounded and he feels in control and Mm the mom asks the hard questions and she asks what love means to him and does it mean this is an engagement or will you see down the road So the mom says, you know, feelings come and go. And this was very triggering. People fall in and out of love. And love is not end all be all. Dude,
0: Patty literally was like, I'm about to fuck up Matt's entire journey. Like, she fucked him. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I don't know. It kind of seemed to me that she was projecting a lot of her Unresolved issues of her past relationships onto him, and like he was ready. Like I don't know, he had a very clear head, and like everything happens for a, me- a reason. And maybe she was bringing in things he didn't think about. I'm not yeah. blaming her, but like but she yeah. literally, was like I'm gonna fuck this whole process up. Like with one saying, "Love is not the end all, be all."
1: And boy, did it fuck it up. The sky goes spiraling. He goes into this. A little like possession <laughs> you know he's just so sad and then confused and oh yeah but yeah the mom really what she said <laughs> it went to his head and he was not the same sense. so Matt mm-hmm. is brought back to a dark place where love will not always get you through It's <laughs> depressing yeah but yeah so Matt says that you know this whole conversation with his mom and the fading in and out of love has brought him to a dark place where love will not always get you through everything because again yeah love like how long does it always last like it fades usually after like a couple months no no like real love, great but you know it does you have to work on it It doesn't just keep on going forever
0: yeah and it's like you need to have like other um, similarities and understandings like what kind of life you want to live like yeah. family children like you know it's a There's lot so many more factors. than just love yeah for
1: sure yeah life fucks with it but yeah so mm-hmm. he says that assurance was replaced with doubt and you know now he's asking himself if he's ready and what was he really looking for in this like I feel like Matt he got offered this job and yeah it's great but then it's like oh fuck I have to get married like this is serious this is life-changing yeah. But oh you- yeah, but okay.
0: Like for me, I don't get why everyone. Fre- I, this is just me. Why everyone like freaks out and they're like, "Oh my god, I don't want to get engaged. It's such a big commitment." I mean, being engaged like you're still just dating, and uh, yeah. if you break up, you just give back the ring. It's like not that big um, of a deal.
1: It is not. I yeah, uh, I don't get it. Marriage, yeah, documents. Sure. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Seriously, <laughs> like you're legally like, binded to someone, which is so stupid. But yeah. yeah. And you like
0: could have a shared like joint bank account. Like that's serious. Like married at first sight. Yeah, I get the anxiety. Bachelor yeah. proposal, it's yeah. chill. You're getting a
1: free ring. Stay together for a year. You get to keep the ring, pawn it off. Definitely. Definitely. Just just do it for the ring. <laughs> do it for yeah, the money you'll get do off the ring. But yeah, okay. so then we get into the date with Michelle and they have a one on one and Matt leads her up these stairs. They're on a roof. She's blindfolded. And oh, my gosh, they're rappelling down a building. Julia, don't you and I have some experience? See, it's really scary. Michelle was so scared. Yeah,
0: propelling is so terrifying, but I will. Oh, my God, I need to tell this story. So Chloe and I were in Cabo and I will never forget your face because, Chloe, you have a (laughs) like a kind of fear of heights, right?
1: Yeah, it was just – I wasn't ready for that. And the ziplining was already just too much for me with someone with a fear of heights. It yeah, so, so we, were,
0: we were going ziplining. Then they added this propelling thing. And yeah, we had no idea. And it was scary. But like Chloe and I were like one of the first to do it. And then there's like people waiting in line. And you have – Like we have to go down. And then they bring the ropes back up. And then the next people go. And Chloe <laughs> – literally was so scared she just got like basically stuck on the wall and like would not go down and like remember we were asking if you could just like get (laughs) driven down and they were like no
1: but this was like before it like I I knew it was going to be a problem I knew I was either like gonna die or it was gonna take a really long time to get down but yeah yeah, I really wanted to avoid the situation and they were not down with helping me because yeah I mean that would have been it's like a lot of driving (laughs) and then like for them to pick
0: up the people like behind, like waiting. They're like fifty-six years old, and they're like complaining. They're like, "Oh, she's taking such a long time." I was, like, so and it scared. was so funny, and like there was, oh my god, it was sad. There was like fear in your eyes, like a scared puppy, and I was like, Julia, could not stop laughing.
1: I remember I spun, and I thought I was going oh. to die, like in a in a blink oh. of a second,
0: because I like
1: pushed. I don't know. I they. I wasn't – I just didn't know what to do, and I was really confused, and yeah.
0: Well, they, like, did not – they did not explain it, like, what propelling like, even was well at all. And it was scary. Like, I'm not scared of those types of things, and I was, like, shaking doing it. It was not safe.
1: It's just, like, yeah, and it's just, like, why do it if – I mean, I I don't want to do this. Like, if I don't have to ever do this, like, I won't. But they didn't – it wasn't in the description of our experience zip lining. So we were not expecting this part.
0: You're literally Kim Kardashian when, like, there's a car- episode of the Kardashians when they're, like, um, trying to do this, like, obstacle course and there's, like, a height thing and you know how Kim is, like, afraid of heights and she's literally sobbing and she's like, I'm not going to do it. There's nothing that will bring, like, this will add nothing to my life. Like, there's no point. I'm not going to do it.
1: I love Kim. Wise words of Kim. Kim and yeah. Kanye are not together anymore.
0: I know. I'm, like, happy because, like – she's doing a lot of positive work and I feel like he's not
1: um but yeah okay so Michelle has to go down this like this mansion I don't even know she's like healed boots (laughs) and yeah she's like really scared but Matt's like we're gonna I'm gonna coach you through it and they're like coaching each other it's so cute they're both like so Mm -hmm. positive and Matt just like jumps into it but like does it wrong like I- oh yeah <laughs> and the guy's like no 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 like keep your legs low <laughs> like what he was doing this like weird thing I don't even know what he was doing
0: dude but he's, he's like a he's like a little kid and he's just like excited to like try something new like on the playground and like is not listening to instructions and just like goes for it
1: wait Julia one short sidetrack I'm so sorry everyone but I remember that I did my birthday party at that rock climbing place do you know what I'm talking about
0: yeah, I think so.
1: And I remember I like my, I got my dad we got like our harnesses on and like before like the instructor like let everyone there was like go rock climbing and I like let us there like way too soon. And like I swear, to God, I almost died because like my dad like, didn't know what he was doing, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> oh my god! But I was just so excited because I loved rock climbing when I was younger. But yeah, so so they go they go down the hill, and you know we're kind of tired of these metaphors through these dates, like oh you know falling in love, blah blah blah, such a bachelor thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then they lead themselves to this like little heart with this couch, and Matt just kind of talks about how he's been dealing with everything so he could make. The right decision, and right now it kind of hurts in his chest to even think about it. And Michelle is so reassured, but yeah. he doesn't know where he's at, and you can kind of see it in, in his eyes, like it's kind of changed. But she's so sweet and supportive. And then they go to the hotel room, and Michelle, uh, poor Michelle, this is like Dude. the worst part. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like this moment,
0: yeah. Just well. Know. The thing is, like, when he got into her hotel room later, you could tell he was going to break up with her. Yeah. The gift exchange. Yes.
1: His eyes. He, oh, like, my gosh. When she initially. was crying. Said, yeah. And then when she, like, when she initially was like, I have a gift for you. He was like, why? Like, why? Like, he was just like, whoa. Like, yeah. And. I can yeah I, that's kind of like a
0: it was a super sweet and cute gift but yeah when she gave him the gift that's when his entire like demeanor changed and he was like I have to break up with her now and then when she was even explaining the gift like the jersey she got him and then um, the jersey she got herself he, he started tearing up in his eyes and yeah. that's how he's he I do think he's a really good person I think he cared a lot for her
1: Oh, definitely. He just, I feel like knew, and I feel like when you just know, like you know, when that kind of like switches, it's just like, oh, you don't like them, and like not like you don't like them, but it's like I'm going with another person, and I think that's it just clicked, and he was like, Rachel's my person, so now it's like really hard for him in this moment to fake it, and she sees right through it, and he can't fake anything, but he starts talking about how he like didn't sleep that night. And that everything is becoming really real for him and that he's been having doubts. You know, the proposal is in a day or two and he doesn't want to have those. And, and he like, this is one thing that Matt, he doesn't want to just make them happy with his words by saying, you know, I'm going to marry you. He's like, I'm going to be truthful and I'm going to be honest or else that's a lie. Yeah. And Michelle is totally taken back and she asks him, you know, should I fight for you or not? And he says, Mm. I don't think I could get there with you and she's just so heartbroken and she asks whether or not it was like a flip of a switch and she just wants clarity on this but matt says you know he reassures her it wasn't just that but matt is really struggling and so she leaves i don't i didn't really write it was just really he leaves. Sad. He just he literally just gives her Wait. a hug and
0: then leaves like he leaves oh. her room because it's her room and he like doesn't even shut the door. I noticed that he literally just like walked out and she had to close the door. <laughs> like It was so weird.
1: That is so rude, Matt. Close. No. <laughs> I feel like he was just so out of it, you know, and you're like so like I feel like that was a lot to do. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to break up with her like he didn't want to do that no of and it not. sucks but after that Matt well Michelle is struggling like a lot because before that I mean going down you know that mansion doing that height shit like he was being really sweet and yeah. 100% and it's kind of crazy if you were on a date with someone like earlier like it was great and then all of a sudden it's like whoa we're not together and mm-hmm. she really saw him as her person so that really sucks but yeah, Matt is now struggling and he's like, Oh shit. Like, should I have said goodbye? And he's saying, you know, right now, he's just trying to stay afloat. Cause he's just losing it after yeah. what he keeps talking about it, what his mom said, like it's, it really hit hard for him and he can't get it out of his head. And he, yeah, it's really deep rooted.
0: He's really spiraling. Um, yeah. poor guy. Uh, yeah, and then he who must not be named like comes and sits down, and then that's when we see that infamous scene of him crying, saying he's not okay. He doesn't know if he can go continue the journey.
1: Blah, Wait, blah. <laughs> it's like Chris Harrison's like, "How are you?" He's like, "I'm not okay. No, <laughs> not okay." <laughs> it was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" It was so crazy. I love yeah, it he's so. Ch- it, was. it was so theatrically worthy. I was like, "Oh damn, this is like, yeah, very emotional." But yeah, he said he, he hasn't felt this way before, and it's been a long time since he cried. And then. Wait, uh, wasn't that weird? Because he was like, It's been a while since I cried, but like he cried
0: when his dad came last week.
1: Wow. I Liar.
0: maybe it's like,
1: I feel like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Like, See, it's still practicing on my singing.
1: Beautiful, Julia. Um Yeah, total liar. Now I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I was like, maybe this cry hurts more. But with his dad, that was like really meaningful too. So I feel like yeah. maybe first time everything he cried,
0: Yeah, like maybe like first time he cried um about like a relationship, like not a family member or something like that.
1: Yeah. And even maybe just before this process, he <laughs> wouldn't cry. Now it's like, fuck, I'm crying all the time. Yeah. But... Aww. But yeah, <laughs> Matt says that he, he loved Michelle, but he wasn't in love with her and he, who must not be named is talking him through his feelings. It's just, it's really sad. Matt just can't get it out of his head that his mom said the thing about feelings fading and it scares him. And yeah. he says that he refuses to put Rachel through that, through what his mom went through with his dad. And that's the last thing he wants to do. So he just doesn't want to be in a relationship that. Or, I mean, engagement or proposal. If he's not ready for it, and he doesn't want to put the ring on her finger if she's not 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, he turns to Chris and he says he needs some time. And, I don't know, he starts saying that everything he's worked towards is starting to crumble. Yeah,
0: it's super, like, dramatic. And then he, um, the next day, basically uh, cancels his date with
1: Rachel.
0: <laughs> that's kind of fucked up
1: I think he just needed some rest too like self-care oh. day like yeah, I feel like that's that tired. too he's probably exhausted he's probably you know when you're tired you feel sick like I don't know his brain oh, yeah. probably wasn't working and it's like if he were to have to go on that date what if it's like everything would just burst? like sometimes you have to take a break
0: totally you're so right I bet he was just tired and he was like I know I'm gonna like pick her I but I do need time to think about like if I'm gonna propose or not yeah Um, but poor girl I felt I did feel bad for her because that's stressful
1: yeah that's I mean that is kind of fucked up but he's like she'll marry me anyways or whatever like yeah she's obsessed with me (laughs) but um also he who must not be named him and Rachel so he like knocks on the door and he says that, you know, I'm sorry to barge in all unannounced rage or whatever. Rage. Oh, God. And then he says that, yeah, that's too emotional and that he needs time and that there's unfortunately not going to be a date today and we have to respect that and give him some time. And then Chris is, Chris is like, hey, let's go to the rooftop and let's get drunk. I <laughs> know I have you to know, myself. He's
0: like, he's like, Rach, like, Matt, like, can't go on a date with you today. Do you want to <laughs> go on a date
1: with me? And he starts, like, <laughs> like, with his hands, like, gesturing towards, like, let's go, let's go get a beer. Like, yeah, like, come on, you Rach. Get, yeah, like, Rach, you want to get out of here, like, for a little bit?
0: Like, I can take you off the property. Like, trust me, Rach, like, I know the people, like, I know it's COVID, but no big deal, Rach.
1: I could get us a limo, you know, some champagne, like whatever you want. Like, Rach, like,
0: (laughs) hey, Rach, do you like
1: mussels?
0: Because I have some. And like like a bottle of champagne. In the trunk.
1: They're fresh. They're from, I don't know, mussels in the trunk. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's like, come on, Rach. Let's go. Dude, I, what a weirdo. Fucking I athlete. think they actually might get together in the future. I totally see it happening. Yeah, they should.
0: Just kidding. I, I do. <laughs> okay. So we're going to keep on going.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, where am I in my notes? I'm like a grandma. I'm like, I can't really see completely because I, I need to shrink it a little bit. My eyesight mm-hmm. is just so bad. But yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel's really hurt that Matt can't make the date. And she says that he's never expressed any concern. There's never been any confusion. <laughs> She's super blindsided. Because that yeah. would be kind of blindsiding. It like you got you get ready for this date. You're ready to see the love of your life and you like needs space. And you're like, what?
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting when she was like, this is just concerning because it's been super easy with him and now it's hard. And it's like, well, dude, like a relationship's going to get hard. Like you just got to groove with it, I guess.
1: Especially when feelings are involved. But Uh. yeah, so then we get to Matt. Yeah, she's a little pouty, whatever, a little upset. But Matt is thinking about serious things and, you know, he is questioning whether or not he's ready for marriage. And what it, what it is to be a husband and taking accountability. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's a big deal. And I don't think he really, not like he didn't think he was going to get to this point when he first signed up for the show, but now things are like, fuck, my whole life is going to change. And he thought maybe it would just be a fun experience. But then Neil, the ring man comes Uh, and asks (laughs) (laughs) if Rachel is expecting a proposal. And he says that You know, Matt says that all she wants is honesty. And he said it would be a lie if he wasn't ready. So he does look at rings and he touched a ring for the first time. Matt was like (laughs) feeling super fun and silly. (laughs)
0: He lost his (laughs) ring virginity.
1: He did. But he chooses the prettiest one. I thought the other ones were pretty ugly, but (laughs) he chooses the pear-shaped one
0: yeah they were like i actually liked the squ- uh, the square cut the first one but it seemed kind of oh. small
1: yeah for the bachelor a very ugly ring i was not a fan oh
0: of i like a simple like square cut diamond you don't like it what kind of ring do you want, Wait, I want we we like have rings sh- oh.
1: why you i feel like i wanted a <laughs> pear-shaped ring and then you were like that's <laughs> so ugly or an oval I want a really big diamond. I really don't really care about the shape. I just want it to be super big. And that's all I care about. The band doesn't have to be decorated with diamonds. It's very tiny. I don't just make a big ring. I don't
0: like that. I like um, on Summer House, there's a girl named Amanda and I really like her wedding ring. It's like a gold band. And then it's just, it's a pretty big, very nice, uh, just simple square cut diamond. And it's super pretty. And then also I really love, I don't think you would like, I don't know. Maybe you like it. Katie's um, wedding from ring from Vanderpump. Vanderpump. I love hers. It's so like
1: vintage and cute. It's very pretty. I like it. I think that's meant for you though. Not for me.
0: Yeah. But I, think, yeah.
1: I think I'm going to make sure that, you know, next time A, I talk to A to prep him for that. <laughs> just oh my
0: God. What are you saying? Okay. I can't with you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little drunk.
1: Um, <laughs> <What are you laughs> I don't know saying? how. I don't know but yeah so Matt says that this ring represents the promise his father couldn't give to his mother and he doesn't want it to be a broken promise and he says that if he puts it on Rachel's fingers he never wants to take it off like I said earlier and then yeah we get on to marriage proposal day and Rachel wakes up just even more confused and upset and she says that, you know, she's really looking forward to seeing him, but that has been kind of ripped out. And this is, that was like the hardest day she's ever had and that she's really confused. Mm-hmm. But then Rachel receives a letter and it says, I'm sorry for making you wait. I've had a lot on my mind these last few days. You deserve answers. Meet me at the lake. So, oh, exciting. Maybe you're going to get proposed to.
0: <laughs> we, I did not realize that this, Meet me at the lake was the proposal, like the ending. For some reason I thought they were going yeah. on a date. <laughs> oh my God. And then I was like, uh, does Rach know that this is her proposal? Like Rach has to get a dress.
1: Oh my God, she does. Well, she does put on a dress. Wait, that's so did funny you... that you thought it was gonna be a date.
0: <laughs> I did. I was like, hmm, this is weird. Like, are you gonna do a picnic at the lake or something? But did you like her dress?
1: I really liked it. I thought it was pretty. I thought she, yeah, she looked really pretty. But yeah, so um, Matt is just in the forest waiting for Rachel, looking so mysterious. And he who must not be named, of course, is there. And he says that, you know, he's nervous. And he says that he still has uncertainty stepping into today. And that, you know, it's really heavy what he's been feeling. And he said that he's always visualized this day. And he says now that he feels something that he's never felt before, that this is different than he thought and he loves her so we see him say I love Rachel which was really cute like he was really happy to say that like I love Rachel and then you know he doesn't know how it's going to end but he says he will know what to do once he sees her so we're Mm -hmm. like is he gonna propose is he not and we're like don't propose like you're not ready for this too no. many times for me to ever think you're ready. Wait, I was actually super shocked
0: though that um this season didn't end in a proposal because I feel like the yeah. producers like probably were like, Oh, it's gonna be so easy to get him to propose. Like he's never watched the show, like we have complete yeah. control over him. And then this past episode after his mom, like he really was like, No, I'm gonna take control actually of this, and you're not gonna tell me what to do. And Chris Harrison oh. was
1: pissed. Oh. Totally, and he was really trying to talk him through it, but it wasn't successful at all.
0: Wait, did you catch that part where he who must not be named? Like, was kind of like low key talking shit about Peggy or Patty, Matt's mom. What? Yeah, like when they were having his, the conversation, um, Matt was saying like how he think doesn't he name wants to Pam. get engaged. Pam. So <laughs> no, it's not Pam. It's Pat. It's Peggy. Um. Something with a P, let's call her P. So when Matt is like talking to he who must not be named and says like that P said something and now he doesn't know if he wants to get engaged, he who must not be named is like, well, I don't know, something like if you're those words that P
1: said are depressing, like. Are you going to, yeah. like, live your life like that or something weird like that? Wait, that's what I was trying to read off earlier, and I thought it was, like, a very confusing note. But, yeah, he was like, oh, she's just giving you a depressing greeting card? Like, you can't have that <gasps> kind of attitude or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's savage. Like, don't so talk to, like, like, not about
0: Yeah, (laughs) like calm down, and like Matt loves his mom. I don't know if you caught those little like touches on the arm and like brushes on the leg that he was doing to pee. It's to pee,
1: I know I can't (laughs) believe it. I swear, I think it's Pamela. I don't know, it's not.
0: There's it's not. I have it in my
1: notes, but it's just.
0: It's I can't find them I'm
1: too drunk I'm sorry everyone yeah I don't know <laughs> how this Bud Light felt or, like I had one and I'm so drunk oh my god I <laughs> maybe it's because it. I haven't eaten a lot but um I don't mm. know but yeah so uh he who must not be named of course has to advise Matt to do a prayer so cute and then Matt has this beautiful diamond ring in his pocket which is I think crazy for him to do that and then not propose like it's kind of interesting yeah.
0: I feel like they low he low had had um, a plan with the producers like an agreement where he wasn't going to propose with Rachel but he would propose on after the final rose is what I feel like give them a little bit more time yeah. they're not rushing in and I feel like he felt super confident in their relationship and was like hey if you let me keep this ring I'll bring it out on the finale.
1: Totally, totally. Just to like not make anyone angry. I and mean, he's just like, yeah. obviously, so I'm not going to propose this crazy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, you know, Chevrolet pulls up and Rachel, <laughs> he's looking at the diamond. Dramatic tension is just being built. And she's like walked through like all of these leaves in her stilettos. And I'm just saying like I, your feet, my feet. It's just like, I don't know. Why are she there looks- so many leaves?
0: yeah they should have brushed that up a little bit clean it up but like did you notice when he who must not be named greeted rage like they hugged
1: yeah does he he normally
0: does he normally hug the like bottom contestants like during the proposal i've never i swear i've never seen him hug someone
1: i don't think on the final proposal i feel like i have seen him do it but more more so he greets them very seriously and he's like are you ready for this because usually there are two people that show up and recently it hasn't been like that like it's obvious it's yeah I kind of miss that though I miss having two people show up and you're like what's happening what's happening and they think they're being proposed to and they're not so
0: yeah but the thing is it's like that's what I'm saying like he must not be named like does like rage because like I feel like he only gives hugs to people like later like once they become famous but rage is like still just a contestant you know
1: oh yeah he loves Rachel It's so crazy But yeah, so she walks up and cute little Matt gives her a hug. And then she begins her monologue, you know, every, mm-hmm. they all have to do this. This is the process. The girl has to, you know, claim their mm-hmm. feelings for him. And yeah, she just says all of these gushy things that, you know, having him in her life has changed everything. And that, you know, she hated going through today because of him bailing in that you know, when Matt's hurting, she wants to be there for for him and comfort him. And when she hurts, he hurts. And, you know, she's not going to run away when things get tough and that she's never felt a love like this. And at the end of the day, she just wants him to be happy. And he kind of just solidifies how he feels about her. And then she just lights up like her smile is just she's gleaming. And she says, you know, he's everything she's been looking for. And, you know, he's not his dad again. And he says, you know, the easy thing for him to be would be to like propose, but he couldn't live with himself if he rushes into a proposal.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, why Why was I crying this entire proposal? <laughs> I don't know. I think I was crying because I felt, I saw how happy he was and like honestly in love like he was. And I just like knew, you know, how it was going to end. And I was like literally Sobbing straight from this point on through the final rows, after the final rows, it was insane.
1: Because, like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I knew spoilers, I knew they weren't together. Also, yeah. the funny thing that I did want to tell you was that Ooh. I guess there's rumors that him and Heather are together. Oh, <laughs>
0: what t- I heard those before.
1: Oh, So funny. Um, I but I really wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're obviously like madly in love with each other. But yeah, he basically says, you know, I can't propose. And we all knew that Rachel really wanted him to propose, but mm-hmm. she's pretty down with it. And he's he tells her that, you know, I'm not going to propose to you today, but that doesn't mean like he wants to lose her and that he wants to think about a life living with her and being there with her and, you know, leaving this thing with her and commit to her. And she is just so happy. And yeah, he tells her that he loves her. And then she says, I love you back right away. And he says that he sees her as his wife and the mother of his children, even though their children are going to be crazy and they both giggle, blah, (laughs) blah, blah. And yeah, they can't stop saying that they love each other and they like go on a horse and they're kissing and they just, yeah they were definitely very much in love and it's very very cute to see like they were just they couldn't stop kissing each other like you know when you really like someone you just can't stop kissing them like that's what they just kept doing and it was so cute yeah
0: they were cute and let's get into the after the final rose because that's like the juicy so first of all I just want to say I fucking I love Emmanuel Ocho. he did such a great job um He could literally, like, replace Chris Harrison. Like, I know that or Taysha and Caitlin Brister are going to be the next host for the next Bachelorette season, but, like, he did such a great job. Like, so much better than Chris Harrison ever did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He really, like, leads you through the story. Like, he's very... Yeah. No, I really liked him. And I think he really asked the right questions and I think he was really good at reminding us what's going on in our country and why we need Mm -hmm. to be reminded of these issues and that we need to talk about it and we do have to make things uncomfortable because this is like really sensitive sensitive stuff and like yeah we do need to talk to Rachel like we need to get to the bottom of this we need to talk to Matt who is the first Black Bachelor and I'm really happy that this episode was dedicated to that and it kind of celebrated that and had a better focus on what it was going to be about
0: Yeah. I mean, they could have done it like in his season though. You know what I mean? It's like so crazy. But have you watched like any of Emmanuel Acho's um, videos?
1: No, but I know he doesn't he do a lot of videos about like,
0: yeah, it's so he has like series on YouTube on YouTube and it's um, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Like this is what his job is. And so It's interesting. I just started watching them. It's like each video is like with a different group of people. So I just started watching one where it's with police officers. And so he's talking about like police brutality and um, especially against uh, Black Americans. And they're amazing. If anyone hasn't watched the videos, like you should just go and watch them. But let's get into.
1: Let's get into it. So there's like definitely a lot of cheesy music and Emmanuel walks up to the stage. The music was so bad. That music was like elevator music. And I'm like, I get it because there's no
0: audience, but are the producers like fucking with him to try to make this uncomfortable and
1: weird? Because that music was awful. That music was the worst. Yeah, it sucked. But yeah, so, you know, we could already, he's introduces himself and he says that he's Chris's replacement and he addresses the racially insensitive photos that have been leaked from Rachel's past and Chris's defense of insensitivity and that, you know, this is all about honesty and it's going to be uncomfortable, but we will get through this and find a mutual understanding through these steps and conversations. So Mm -hmm. very great. I love it, informative. And then, you know, Michelle <laughs> claims didn't find love, walks up to the stage and we see Michelle and it's, it's really nice. And yeah, do you, do you want me to get into the conversation with Michelle or do you want to get into it? I don't have any notes, so you go for it. Yeah. Um, she said that, you know, she felt really caught off guard when she was broken up with by Matt. And now that she's watching it back a lot, she says that, you know, she didn't get the closure that she needed and that after this process, she was not okay. And that she wanted to say her piece because she didn't get, get a chance to. And I guess she reached out to Matt to talk just for a few minutes and he refused to. But I think this was like during maybe he was about to propose to Rachel or something like that because she didn't no. know producers were in the room.
0: So she said, yeah, like, I just wanted two minutes to talk to Matt, and he's, he wouldn't give that to me. But when Matt comes out, I don't know, if it's kind of hard to catch, but he basically says that if he knew the real reason why she wanted to talk, he would have mm. fought to talk for her, to talk with yeah. her. So the producers probably lied to him, saying, like, mm. oh, she wants to talk about Getting something, and, together. yeah, not, like, a closure talk. And so he was like, oh, okay, no.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. So crazy. But yeah, so then Emmanuel addresses Michelle about the controversy and mm-hmm. how she experienced it and Michelle says that, you know, after more and more information came out, she felt really hurt and that, you know, there's a lot of learning to be done when it comes to Rachel and that it came off really inconsiderate her actions and you know, obviously like the things that she's liked on Instagram a lot has come out. And Mm -hmm. she says that, you know, she believes Rachel is a good person, but she definitely needs to be educated and understand what those photos meant and the history behind everything. And, you know, she claims that people are making statements, but no actual change is being made. And that was seen as evidence of Chris Harrison. So, yep. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then Matt comes on out and we're just like, whoa, them being re-encountered with each other. And Matt says, you know, he's still processing everything too. And Ms. Michelle says that she was completely crumbled in that she's been feeling the need to fill in the gaps of what their relationship was and that, you know, she was feeling really, really, really low and that she just wanted a conversation again, talking about how she wanted to talk to Matt. And she says that, you know, she wasn't trying to fight or change his feelings. She just needed like her inner peace to be solidified and that. Yeah, Matt apologizes in response, and
0: and that's when he says like the if I would have known the real reason, like I would have fought for it, and definitely, dude, you could tell like she was really like in love with him, like she was like crying, it was so sad. Yeah,
1: and yeah, again, he says she wasn't late; she was right on time. How many times has he said that?
0: Yeah, he. Once he gets like um one like phrase that he likes, he can't stop saying it.
1: He says it so much. There's so many. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing what Michelle says.
0: Thank you for sharing. He goes, like, I feel that a lot. Um Yeah, like uh, he's so weird. I love him though.
1: Yeah. But then he also notes, you know, she has so much grace, and his admiration for her as a black woman is just through the roof. Mm -hmm. And Emmanuel asks you know, she was able to get rid of the anger and that whether or not she still loves Matt, he just gets like right into it. I know. And says that, you know, she's already like put it down now that she's had the conversation with Matt. Like she got over it so fast. She's like, okay, <laughs> on to the next. I just needed that, that one talk. But she says, you know, it helps hearing that the person you love is on, was on the same page at that time and mm-hmm. that she feels a lot better about it. And, you know, Emmanuel, I feel like he also has a phrase too like, you're never gonna see Matt again. And then it kind of like scares me. Oh the my girls. God. It's like, what do you have to say? You might never see him again. It's like, dude, they're definitely gonna party in Miami or something.
0: Dude, <laughs> but- literally, Emmanuel's hilarious. Yeah, he kept saying that. And it's like, Emmanuel, you know that? This is like, once you're part of the Bachelor franchise, like, you see these people all the fucking time. Oh, Silly yeah. Silly
1: Stuck like glue. Can't yeah. But, but, yeah, I think that's kind of, yeah, she throws it back and she's like, close your eyes while kissing. Um. Yeah.
0: She kind of, like, it was, like, kept it light, ended it light, and it was, yeah, she's I think perfect. it was perfect. The right yeah, things especially to say. for the, obviously, we know that she's one of the next Bachelorette, so, I think that was like a good closure conversation, like for her to move on to her season.
1: Totally. But do we want to get into Matt and Emmanuel talking? Yes. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really great conversation. It's two black men with shared experiences and it's unique. And that's how Emmanuel introduces it. And mm. Matt said that being the first black bachelor was a lot of pressure for him. And that as a black person, there's always going to be an extra level of scrutiny when you are the first of everything. So he said that he just, Oh, and it sucks that he felt this pressure and he shouldn't have to feel this pressure, but he feels like, you know, I always had to be on my best behavior with like how I was speaking and presenting myself. And Mm -hmm. it's really sad. This is the first time I might be in someone's household on the Mm -hmm. TV screen. So that was, it's really hard to hear and it's the reality that we live in and it sucks and all we can do is support him and yeah like when he was like I had to be aware of like not coming off too
0: aggressive and like being soft with like my words and like my facial expressions because that's so true because like in our society and media and movies and stuff like black men are always painted as the criminals and everything like that it's so amplified so so, we like we because of society, we have these like already like created images of people, and he literally has to act a certain way, so he's not amplifying that image, which is disgusting and terrible and so heartbreaking.
1: And that, yeah, he had to go through that like every day, making sure he's saying the right things and always second guessing what you're doing and stuff because of that layer of pressure. But yeah, so he felt, you know, everything going on and that what his presence represented during this time, during this movement. And Matt says that he's felt conditioned as a Black man to make people comfortable with his Blackness and that Mm -hmm. he's always felt this this pressure his entire life. I mean, he grew up in the South, right? Mm -hmm. So. But however, going back, he says that he has learned a lot through this process and being able to cry and being vulnerable and that being able to tell someone that he loves them was really liberating. So I think that's really beautiful. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. he's ever been this in love. So for him to open up like that, I feel like he learned a lot about himself and also a lot of growth during this process.
0: Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, I'm just saying this from like an outsider's perspective because I'm not part of the Black community, but it just seems like maybe he on un- this process really made him understand like his own culture more and like what he's representing and like yeah. I feel like honestly made him more vocal and empowered for his own community and like he viewed this as um, an opportunity to stand up and use this platform and really like be such a powerful like being in such a powerful movement.
1: Definitely such a powerful influence. And he's mm-hmm. doing it so gracefully, the way that he's talking about it, sharing. He's really yeah. articulate and I think it's just so great to yes, again, finally the show is about him for a second. Like god. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, he said that he left Nema Colin feeling like an extended honeymoon phase. So we get mm-hmm. screenshots of him and Rachel and they look really happy. And then Matt opens up with saying that, you know, when you're with someone, you want to believe that you know them more than anyone else. And he said, with all of these photos and pictures that she's liked, he says that people she's associated with, mm-hmm. he was trying to be there for her, but he, at first he believed they were rumors and he convinced himself that they were rumors. And then once he found out it was true, it was just so heartbreaking and it makes It made him question everything because he truly loved this girl. So to hear about this past, see what she's liking, see these photos of her at an antebellum party, that again, I think Emmanuel introduces very well and Mm -hmm. explains what it is that maybe I'll explain later on. Or I could just, I mean, yeah, antebellum is like before the war and is celebrating, you know, before slaves were free. So yeah, um, that's that's I think crazy.
0: I think I really liked you know, when Emmanuel was questioning Matt, like, about his feelings when all this stuff about Rachel came out, because Mm -hmm. he was asking questions that I think viewers who um, maybe support Rachel and maybe Mm -hmm. don't understand Matt's perspective would ask, like, he was asking Matt, well, you know, these pictures are in 2018. It's not in 2021. So, you know, How can you you just like end a relationship based on past photos? And it seemed to me like the real root of like Matt's problem with her and her actions is not the fact that these are past actions, but it seemed like, well, he says this. He had to explain to her why these are not okay. And like he needed to explain like – the depth and the root of her actions. And he should not be doing this emotional labor to this white woman who committed racially insensitive acts. You know.
1: Definitely, definitely. And it goes so back because, again, he says that, you know, being from the South, it brought him back to a really dark place. So for him to have, like, when these photos mm-hmm. are coming up, obviously, like a lot is coming up. And then he, he pushed it aside and then realized it wasn't true. And then, yeah, she didn't realize what it was and what she did stood for. And again, she does talk about it later on, like her initial response was like, not okay, because she didn't understand like why he broke up with her and like all of this stuff. And it sucks that he has to carry
0: that. You know, what was interesting is like, it seemed like he was like, when all this stuff happened, obviously he was like staying with her. And it seems like he was like supporting her and like healing her and like being there for her. Like imagine like a black man having to heal and support this woman who like has all this like racially insensitive things about the black community yeah. and then he has to like explain to her why he needs to break up and okay also i know we're skipping ahead but no yeah I'm rachel kidding. like when she was talking to matt and she's like obviously like the these photos like really did hurt you because you're like willing to give up like i know we had a great connection like a yeah. strong connection and like you're willing to end that and it's like well rachel like y- if you even saying that like do you really even understand like the pressure and like pain you've put this man in through you know
1: so much that's like a deal breaker someone who has yeah. been racially ignorant like that's just especially
0: like it's not just you know him and his opinions and his feelings no because it's on national tv and this is yeah. such a big like scandal like he is representing so much more than just himself. So like she also needs to understand like his actions and how he has chosen and chooses to handle the situation and every word he says and everything he does, like it means so much more than just her, her and him.
1: Oh, definitely. And it's like steps and changes towards the future and making an actual difference. And they definitely do represent that. And yeah, yeah, I can't imagine what he went through and then having to break up with her and having to deal with her. Okay. Yeah. There are a lot of things too, that I want to touch on like later on in the episode when it, but yeah, so yeah, let's just go on to, so Rachel, Emmanuel talks to Rachel and, you know, he asks her like how she's holding up and she says, you know, this is like a loaded question because I don't want to victimize myself, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, yeah, she it's kind of like talking about how she's like really hurting when really I think this whole episode should honestly just be about Matt, to be honest.
0: Uh, I think she did a good job, like, trying not to, like, victimize herself, though. Like, I think yeah, she did. I yeah. do feel bad for her. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, I can't, like, especially after seeing, like, when they are sitting together, I do feel bad for yeah. her. But, I mean, totally. she did do it to herself, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I thought it was really interesting. So Emmanuel asks her like what she sees when she looks at the photo and they have it posted on the board. And she says that she sees someone who is living in ignorance without thinking about who she was hurting. And she said that she's never asked herself what the, what the tradition was. So I guess she was in this blindly and what it Mm -hmm. represents. And she says, you know, I could come up here and say, you know, I didn't know any better, but she says that, you know, I could have looked it up so easily, like what I was doing. And she even notes, so Emmanuel asks her, like, whether or not she was worried that anyone were going to see those photos. And she said that, like, never came to her mind at all. And she just didn't, I guess she just didn't know what it was, I guess, or what she's saying. I mean, how can you not really know what what it's about?
0: I mean, I think that just shows how ignorant she was, you know, to not even think that, like, certain things can, like, especially going on The Bachelor, like, you know that these people, like, take your internet past so the fact that she didn't even think twice about like one her racist actions but also two going on the first season of the black bachelor that this stuff wouldn't come out just yeah she didn't
1: even think Think about it about it yeah and yeah so But yeah, so she, you know, says that she's going to be better and she says that, you know, I could give you a list of things I'm reading, podcasts, whatever. I mean, I did kind of want to hear the list a little bit, but she says, you know, we need to we need to take actions. Yeah, she
0: didn't answer his question at all. He's like, okay, yeah. what are you doing? And she's like, well, I could tell you that I'm, yeah, reading this, listening to this, watching these videos. But yeah, there needs to be action. Okay, what action are you taking?
1: Yeah, I kind of want to, I, I want details, but I do think that these are pre-prompted answers that they've mm-hmm. all rehearsed and they know yeah. what they're going to say. So they kind of yeah. maybe wanted to like beat around the bush a little bit. I don't know. And so, but yeah, in that, then she goes on saying that her initial reaction to Matt ending things was confusing and she said that once that initial reaction went away she was able to think about how strong her again like what you said how strong her relationship was for him to end things over mm-hmm. yeah, which I mean again yeah doesn't really make any sense because it's like deep and it's definitely a b- great reason like yeah yeah How could you be with some? I don't know. But then, I mean, for Matt, it's too much of a barrier to just hold on to. Like, he can't teach her. Like, she has to do it on her own. He has to step back. Yeah. But then we get Matt and Rachel together. And oh oh my gosh, you just like, you feel the tension and the air. Like, they do have such a strong connection. And of course, she's wearing a red dress. Again, Julia. Like, yeah. Like, Like she definitely was trying to seduce him a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, she she it's probably like she knows he doesn't want to talk to her and so she's just doing any little thing she can like to make him like her I don't know
1: I mean she's still fully in love with him she even says that she can't imagine herself with anyone else than him
0: but also like it's kind of like annoying because one she's never been in love so this is your first love you're 24 like you'll fall in love again
1: (laughs) yeah but like to her a young Christian girl, you, you <laughs> love someone once. And then it's like, we are 100%. Oh in. Um, but yeah. So yeah, they're talking and. Oh yeah. They're talking face to face. And Rachel says that she wants to take this time to say, she's really, really sorry. And that she's tried to put herself in his shoes as much as possible. And that the love that they shared was really strong. And she knows that it's been really hard for him and that he's been hurting. And she apologizes for how she acted initially
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: Emmanuel asks Matt like how it feels seeing Rachel all torn up but it's kind of like um shouldn't it be the other like Rachel shouldn't you talk about how it feels to see Matt so torn up because yeah like do you know Matt was like really struggling and like Rachel I do feel bad for her and I do feel bad for you but I mean, what Matt's going through is really hard to like facing you after all of this, like that's very uncomfortable. And then having to have this talk, it's draining on him.
0: And Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could see like, you could feel the emotion and the sadness and the heartbreak that this poor man like was going through. I mean, oh my God, like he couldn't even talk to her.
1: I don't know. I felt really, really, really bad for him. And I felt like he was just like a heart and I could just like totally see it. It's like, so he had a really silent moment where he just couldn't talk after Emmanuel asks if he wants to share anything with Rachel. And he slowly, you know, looks at her and says that the most disappointing thing for him was having to explain to her why what he saw was problematic and why he was upset and he explains that you know a commitment for him is to get married and that you know he feels that she just didn't fully understand his blackness and what it means for him and if they were to have kids like what their kids would have Mm -hmm. to go through every single day and she just didn't get it and he says this is why you know we can't be in a relationship which obviously yeah like Rachel needs to learn and you know we're supportive of that education. And he says, you know, he doesn't want her to be canceled, but she needs to learn first.
0: And it's such a good point too. It's like one, if she doesn't understand what it's, you know, like what being black means to him, like being in a biracial couple, there's so many different elements like in that in itself. And then if you're going to have biracial kids, especially half black, half white kids, there's so much other things and layers that your kids are going to experience and if she doesn't understand you know his blackness how can he trust her to treat their kids with the same like understanding respect and education that they need to have in the world you know
1: definitely and his blackness is a a part of his identity it's who he is it's his whole being Mm -hmm. so if she can't understand that then they shouldn't be in a relationship yeah. So yeah, Emmanuel yet reiterates, you <laughs> know, this you might not see this guy again. You might never see Matt again. Like, what do you want to say to him? And she just says again, like, I'm sorry. And she says that she thanks God for having him in her life to begin with. And I think She's just really grateful for the connection that they shared. And I think Mm -hmm. they did have something very strong. But then, yeah. So that's kind of the end on Rachel and Matt. Yeah.
0: I thought it it was like interesting when like (laughs) Emmanuel, he's so funny. He's like, Matt, do you want, like, do you guys want to have like a one final embrace? And like literally nothing. Like Matt does not move. And it's just like that silent moment again. And then Emmanuel's like. I think they go to commercial or something, yeah. but like, imagine, like, dude, like those Rachel was
1: really to yeah. yeah. I mean, she, she was, that was sad.
0: That was yeah. really, yeah. She was just staring at him and he just like could not Look at talk. Like, he couldn't say anything. Like, because I feel like he's, oh, his emotions are so deep and it's hard to communicate on words. And then you're on
1: national television. We love you, Matt. We love you so much, like honestly. Yeah. But then, yeah, we get introduced to who the next bachelorettes are going to be. And it's Michelle and it's Katie, the vibrator girl. Yay. So Katie's going first. So excited for Katie's season. I'm yeah. so excited for Michelle's season. I mean, yeah. two announcements at once. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: It's super weird, but I was listening to Game of Roses and they said, I think the reason why they did this is um, Michelle didn't want to leave her students for filming. So the only time she could do it was the next, next, you know, like season, like in the fall. Um, so that's why they're announcing too. Cause I think people would get mad if it was just Katie.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think we are like on a right path to change. So I think kind of worked Hopefully. out. Yeah. but yeah, And then,
0: and then also bachelor, um, ABC bachelor did announce that Chris, well, I think we talked about this, that Chris Harrison won't be hosting the next season Then it will be Tisha and uh, Caitlin Bristow. So then it's like, okay, he's not going to host the next season of The Bachelorette. And then Ivan Hall, I don't know if you... So Ivan's from Tisha's season and he made it clear that if he's on Bachelor in Paradise, which he will be on, he won't go if Chris Harrison is the host. And a lot of other players are like being like that. So I don't think Chris will host Bachelor in Paradise so that's two seasons he's already not going to be hosting. So do you think he's going to come back?
1: I don't think so. I actually kind of like the idea of former contestants coming on and being the host. And I mm-hmm. think that's silly because that's not only the announcement of who the bachelorette or the bachelor is. It's also who are the announcers who are going to be the hosts. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, yeah, you should have two new people every time. And it's kind of fun. I think it's a little, I think to bring back Chris in a couple seasons might be weird. I don't think like, they're gonna the, do it. What's the yeah. point? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they should use my idea. It's better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or like even just keep Tasha and Caitlin. Like yeah. I love Tasha. She would be such an amazing host. Like oh my gosh, Tasha. <laughs> she's the best. Well, you didn't watch her season. Like mm-hmm. her she's such she was like one of the best bachelor
1: ads Oh, I bet. I she definitely had like the personality for it.
0: But well, remember heard- her on
1: Colton season, like Oh, I am still John Paul Jones, Tisha. Like I love her. Oh. And Jones. <laughs> still want that to happen, but she's engaged, right?
0: Oh, dude, her and her fiance Zach are just like—if they ever break up, I love will not be real. Like they're okay. His proposal to her on with her season, I was also sobbing. Like, but I think everyone was crying. Like it was the most beautiful most real love i've seen on the bachelor like he loves
1: her so much i need to watch it oh yeah it's good Okay friends, well I think that's our final bachelor recap episode. Oh my god. Celebration. Te- Invisible tequila shot. <laughs> Yay! Tequila. We did I it. it. Wow. I'm super proud of us. We did it. We did it. I don't know if we will keep doing recaps no, for The Bachelor, but we're going to have we're going to have better series and I think, Yeah. I think you guys will enjoy it. Our next series is going to be on spirituality and each episode is going to be crafted in a really cool way. So get in for a treat, grab some popcorn and get on board and subscribe and rate and review us and follow us on Instagram. Yay. If you're cool. Bye, bitches. Bye. See y'all later.